Christmas Day. Hooray! Woo! Turkey dinner. Presents unwrapping. Films on TV. Yeah? Christmas game. Yeah, we have some, I don't know whether it's Monopoly in your household. I don't know whether it's Settlers of Catan. Whether, whether it's Scrabble. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Well, I thought this morning we'd play a, a Christmas game together. I don't know if you ever, ever played Boulder Dash. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a word game. It uh, might not be playing it exactly correctly, but we'll, we'll give it a go. What's going to happen is a word is going to appear on the screen. And I'm going to give you three possible things it might mean, A, B, or C. Okay, I'll give you a moment to think through what your answer is. Then I'm going to get you all to, uh, to stand up. If you think the answer is A, you point to that wall there. If you think the answer is B, you point front. And if you think the answer is C, you point over uh, to the band over there. If you're at home, you can point where you like. You're keeping your own school score. Just remember, God's watching, to be honest. Okay, can we have our first word, please? You appear on the screen. Okay, the word is hogamadog. What a great word, hogamadog. Does it A, is it A, a 15th century word meaning to arrive carrying presents? Is it B, a large ball of snow that you make from rolling a small ball of snow around the field or the park or your garden? Or is it C, is it a Gaelic word for sausages wrapped in bacon, known to us as pigs in blankets? <laughs> A, B or C, is it, does it mean to arrive carrying presents? Is it the big ball of snow? Is it pigs in blankets? Let's stand up. If you think it's A, point to your right. If you think it's B, point to the front. If you think it's C, point to the left. Okay. Sit down if you thought it was A. Sit down. You're wrong. Sit down if you think it was C. Round of applause for those of you who thought it was B. Well done. It is a large ball of snow made from rolling a small ball of snow around. Do you know when you make a snowman? That big ball is a hogger, my dog. There you go. Educational. Uh, second word, please, on the screen. Scurry funge. These are great words to say. Scurry funge. Is it A, a 1940s slang word for a cheap and useless present? Don't know if you've had a scurry funge today. Does it B, mean an, is it an 18th century word? meaning sickness caused by too much eating and drinking? Or is it C? Is it an old English word meaning to rush around the house tidying everything up before visitors arrive? Scurry funge. Cheap and useless presents? Sickness from eating and drinking too much? Rushing around tidying up the house? Stand up. Point to the right if you think it's A. Point to the front if you think it's B. Point to the left if you think it is C. If you thought it was A, please sit down. Oh. If you thought it was B, if you thought it was sickness from eating too much, please sit down. If you thought it was C, to rush around tidying up, you were correct. Round of applause. Thank you. Okay, and my last word, my last word for this morning. Okay, this one's a bit more familiar. You'll recognize this, joy. Joy. 
Does it A, mean thinking positively about things, even when things are hard? Is that what it means? Is it B, is it a settled state of contentment and confidence? Is it C, a really intense feeling of happiness? Joy. Is it thinking positively? Is it a settled state of contentment? Is it intense feeling of happiness? Stand up. I think it's A, point to the right. If you think it's B, point to the middle. If you think it is C, point to the left. Okay. If you thought it was A, please sit down. If you thought it was C, the intense feeling of happiness, please sit down. If you thought it was B, a settled state of contentment and confidence. Well done. You're right. Did anyone get all three right? Apparently you did. Oh, this is going to test my ability. I'm really sorry if this lands on your head. Oh, that's useless. We'll just send a few. Oh. Whoa. Send a few more. Anyone over here get any of them right? Send a few more. Sorry. It's dangerous coming to church, isn't it? Who thought you'd be attacked? I'm sure someone over there got one right. Oh, the band did, apparently. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. And I'm sorry you at home, I can't throw chocolates your way, but if you've got some, feel free uh, to tuck in. You see, we're thinking a little bit about joy uh, this morning. We might think that joy is all about positive thinking. Trying to pretend that things are okay, even when they're not. But I don't think that's what joy is. Joy is something you can have even when life is tough, even when life feels like it's falling apart, even when we're living under the shadow and the weight of COVID, even when there are tears in your eyes. See, joy is also not the same as happiness. Joy isn't just when you have a smile on your face or that feeling when you've unwrapped the present and it's exactly what you wanted. It was your football shirt, it was your goalie gloves, it was your phone, it was your shoes, it was your PS5, whatever it was. Or or when you unwrap a present and it's, you didn't expect it, but it's it's totally brilliant. You see, that that feeling goes. Presents get unwrapped, uh, batteries run out, things wear out and fade. See, see, joy is not the same as happiness. There was a a Christian missionary uh, about 100 years ago in India called Amy Carmichael. And she describes joy brilliantly. And I think it's really helpful. She calls it settled happiness. Settled happiness. The constant state of contentment and confidence and hope, even in the storms of life. Joy is a bit like the constant pull of gravity that holds us on the ground. It's like the constant hum of a fridge when it's plugged in. But you know what? There are lots of things, aren't there, in the world around us, in our lives, that try and steal our joy. Joy stealers. And I guess for most of us, particularly the last 22 months, there have been a lot of joy stealers trying to come into our lives and take our joy. I wonder wonder for you, what has it been? What are your joy stealers at the moment? Christmas Day and the days around it. Well, they might press pause on those joy stealers. We might feel them for a few days. Or... They might amplify them. We feel them even more because of what's going on. We're going to hear from the Bible now. And we're going to hear, uh, and I want us to listen out for the word joy. Who talks about joy? Who are we told joy is for? And where does that joy come from? So I'm going to invite Russ to uh, pop up to the front. 
And he is going to read from uh, Luke's account of the Christmas story for us. It's taken from Luke's Gospel. Um, You can find it on page 1027 of the Pew Bibles. And it's verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Then the angels, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and use this thing that has happened. See this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, They spread the word concerning what had happened and what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. If you want to know what joy looks like when it bubbles up from inside, beautifully illustrated for us. And I wonder, in that Bible reading, did you hear the word joy? It was just there once, wasn't it? It was there. It was the message from the angels to the shepherds in verse 10. Do not be afraid. I bring you great news that will cause great joy for all the people. Christmas is about good news that causes not just joy, but great joy. Who's it for? It's for all the people. All the people then, all the people now, people like you, people like me. What is it that's the good news? Verse 11, today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The good news is of a birth of Jesus, who's Savior, Messiah, And Lord, I'm going to need your help for this, uh, a bit of audience participation. Um, If you're sitting on the right-hand side of the church, your word is Saviour. If you're sitting in the middle of the church, your word is Messiah. If you're sitting on the left-hand side of church, uh, your word is Lord. If you're at home, you can pick whichever one you want. So the good news is that there's a baby born who is a... Shout it out. Should we try again? Yeah. The good news that causes great joy is that Jesus has been born, a baby's been born, who is a? He's the? He's the? There's time to redeem yourselves, don't worry. 
That's what causes great joy. That's what gives you, it's what gives me unstealable joy. There is unstealable joy because Jesus is a savior. Jesus has come uh, to rescue us. He's even better than a life jacket. Jesus is our rescuer. He comes uh, to save us, to, to rescue us, uh, to, to rescue us from all the things that are behind those joy stealers. Our sin and the impacts it's had on the world and our lives. Jesus comes to save us from walking away from God and not walking in his ways. And he does it by giving up his life for us. That's why later on we're going to celebrate communion and the bread and the wine. There is unstealable joy because the baby born is a... Yeah, he's still awake, that's good. There is unstealable joy because the baby who is born, Jesus, is the... Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is God's longed-for, forever promised king. Put the crown on there. He comes to serve us. This king comes to serve us, even though we don't deserve it. Jesus comes to open the way into his kingdom, into God's kingdom, where one day there will be nothing to steal your joy. Nothing. And now he calls us to follow him and to live for him. We have unstealable joy because Jesus is a... He's the... And lastly, we have unstable joy because Jesus is the... Lord. Don't sound too enthusiastic about it. See, the birth of Jesus is God come to be with us. It's the sign of the manger. God himself with us. God is the one who brings all the good things into our lives, and he's the one we enjoy good things best with. He's the one who is with us, leading us, comforting us, protecting us when things get hard. There is unstealable joy. I'm giving you advanced warning over here. Okay, you're the third one, nice and loud, because Jesus is a... He's the... He's the... Lord. Whoa. Okay. Well done. Well done. Fantastic. Uh, well, I know. I know what some. I know what some of the joy stealers are in your lives, but I don't know them all. I don't know what are the things that are trying to steal your joy at the moment. There's plenty I don't know about. And what I said about Jesus being the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord isn't a promise that those things will go away. It's not a promise that life will get easier, that 2022 will be easier than 2021 or easier than 2020 for you. But it is a promise that you can have unstealable joy, that settled contentment and confidence and hope, even if nothing changes, even if things get harder for you. I just want us to close by, by looking at the shepherds again. They go to Bethlehem, don't they? They find Jesus laid in the manger, wrapped in the cloths. And we're told, verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. Do you see, the shepherds, at that moment, they had unstealable joy. But do you see, nothing really changed for them. They return. We return to what? The fields. To all looking after sheep to their celebrations in their lives, to the sorrows in their lives. Their situation, their circumstances didn't change, but they got unstealable joy. 
maybe you're someone who wants to explore what that is all about, then I'd love for you to come along to our Hope Explore course that starts at the end of January. There are some little um, postcards about it. They're bright yellow. They're in your pews. Uh, feel free to take one of those. Uh, sign up to come along. If you just want to think about what unstealable joy is, that settled confidence, that settled hope. You see, unstealable joy, and this is the last time, okay, comes from Jesus, from knowing Jesus to be our our, our Lord. We're going to take a moment now to pray. And I want you just to think, what is it that feels like it's trying to steal your joy at the moment? What is it that feels hard and heavy? I know it's not normally the thing we want to think about on Christmas Day, but I'm going to invite us to do that. You, you were given a piece of paper as you came in. Take that piece of paper uh, find a pen. There should be some in the pews in front of you. This is just for you. And I want you to write down what is your joy stealer at the moment. Whilst we do that, there'll be some music playing for about a minute. I don't know whether it's something related to COVID or illness. Maybe it's the empty space at the table this year. Whether you're just feeling weary or discouraged. Whether things just feel tricky at work or at home. Let's take a moment and write those down. To scrunch it up into a ball. And what we're going to do now isn't going to fix these things. But it's going to remind us that the baby who was born that first Christmas is our, our Savior, our Messiah, our Lord. That's where unstealable joy is found. Plus, we're going to have a little bit of fun because who doesn't like having a snowball fight in church, eh? And if you're at home, I'm sorry you can't join in with this. Feel free to, to lob your snowball wherever you like. But the aim is to land... Uh, our snowballs with, with our joy stealers into the manger. A reminder that, that joy is found not in our circumstances, our situation, but it's found in the baby that was born. To so throw away, if things land near you, try and pass them on, get them into the manger. Apologies if you got hit on the way. I think some people are deliberately uh, maybe aiming for the uh, team rector and uh, the associate rector as well. Where, who was that? It was a good shot. Oh, Sorry. Sorry. Tell you what, snowball fight is over. If you're, near, if you're near the manger, can you put all the snowballs in there? And then we'll head back to our seats, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer as we do that. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, thank you that the birth of Jesus is good news that causes great joy for us. But we pray that knowing Jesus as our Savior as our Messiah, our King, and as our Lord, as you with us, that would help us in those times when things try and steal our joy. Those things we've written down. I pray you, we would know you with us today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in a few moments, we're going to uh, gather around for communion, for share bread and wine.